All right, Jeremy. Well, cheers. We just finished our HEMOC test two, so we are now done with HEMOC and oncology. So listeners, if we sound a little tired, it's because we've both been studying like madmen and trying to figure out all the intricacies of cancer. It was super hard. I don't think I passed, but I passed the course. So whatever, you know, C's get you degrees. It's fine. <laughs> um, so this is part two of an episode with Jeremy. Um, if you guys want to hear part one of Jeremy's story, listen to episode six, Veteran Living with PTSD Unrelated to Combat. That was a badass episode. I had a lot of fun thank recording you, that you. one with you. Um, today, though, we're going to be kind of... It's essentially a year anniversary from when me and you kind of started to become close friends during our first year of med school. Yep. So we're going to be kind of going into... Really, <clears throat> I, I think this whole conversation is like test induced insomnia test induced anxiety and how jeremy like kind of dealt with that and how he's basically doing way better uh with all that stuff this year yeah sound about right perfect boom man all right so let's kind of get into the story here the knit and gritty so this is we're recording this episode what's october 4th 3rd what's today uh fourth i don't know yeah whatever a year ago, first year of med school, at least the way our curriculum works, is there's like these periods of hell week. And first year compared to second year, you have an additional course of anatomy. So the way the system works with the exam structures, you just have a couple weeks in the semester where you just get absolutely murdered with like seven tests in a row. And I remember a year ago, that was our first hell week. And so me and you had played basketball together. We weren't really, we like knew each other, but we hadn't really had a chance to get to know each other very uh, intimately by any means. Um, But I remember you called me up out of the blue. And so, so what did you tell me about a year ago? Yeah. So yeah, that was the time it had been like, so we had that two week period where it was just exam after exam. And I remember we were in like the second or third exam of eight or whatever exams and I had not slept for three or four days at that time. And I just, every night, tried to go to sleep, tried to go to sleep, wasn't going to sleep at all. And I was just having really, really bad anxiety. Um, I was going to perform just fine. I knew I was going to do fine on the exams. But for some reason, just the whole workload and two weeks of it and everything, it just got to me and I wasn't sleeping at all. And um, I remember calling you up. And I was... Well, let's, let's, let's just pause there and just give the listeners kind of yeah. like a better idea of who you are. So first, insomnia, the insomnia you were referring to, were you not sleeping because you were studying all night long or were you attempting to sleep but failing? No, yeah, I wasn't studying at all. Yeah, okay. I, I was trying to so fall you're trying asleep. To sleep. Yeah. And I would sit in my bed, toss and turn for hours. And then I remember just kept, I kept looking at the clock saying, okay, well, now if I fall asleep, I'll get two, three hours of sleep. That's yeah. okay. And then I would say, all right, well, try to go sleep. Try, and I would just keep on going. And, like calculating, if I fall yeah. asleep at this exact <laughs> exactly. moment, yeah, yeah. I will get three hours. And the first night, I I, sh- I shook it off. I was like, okay, I, I can't fall asleep. That's fine. You know, I, I didn't sleep, but maybe 10 minutes. Or I don't even know if I slept, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, all right, that's fine. Just shake it off. And tomorrow, t- tonight, I'll definitely get sleep because I didn't sleep the night before. So the next night comes and I try to fall asleep. And again, like I studied very little that day and I tried to fall asleep and I just couldn't. I couldn't. And I just kept tossing and turning. I was like, well, now I have like six more, seven more exams. Like now I didn't study today. Now it just was a continuous cycle in my head. I was mm-hmm. like, oh crap, I didn't sleep last night. And now I know I'm going to do bad on this exam. I'm not going to be able to focus and see those little intricate de- t- uh, details that I need to pick up. 
And it's that just kept going through my head. And I was like, okay, now I can't sleep. Now I'm not studying at all. Now I, I can't even understand what's going on. So second night went by. I didn't sleep again. And third day, it started to kind of kick in a little bit. I got really fatigued, really tired. Thinking was super slow. Just didn't understand anything. <clears throat> and I remember taking that uh, that a third exam that day. And I was like, I don't even know how I did. I don't even know what I was being asked. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even know what's going on right now. I remember when I had my really <clears throat> bad insomnia, I like couldn't read. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, I couldn't. Like, I would just keep reading it, and I'd be like, what is, I don't even know what that said. Yeah, exactly, and I was so tired and fatigued, I don't even know what was going on. I, I forgot at times, like, what exam I was in. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, we had histo the first day, and then, like, by day three, we had um, some car, or no, what was it? Uh, anatomy or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, I day four out. came by. <laughs> And yeah. I had not slept but maybe two to three hours altogether that week now. Oh, okay. And I, day four, I started getting the hallucinations and oh, I- Oh, okay. I didn't I, know that part. And we were in, um, that was the day we were taking the anatomy lab. Yeah. We were taking the anatomy lab practical. And for listeners, the anatomy lab practical is you go up to a cadaver and you pick, you, they put like a little, pin into a muscle and you say what muscle it is or a nerve and you say what nerve it is well i remember going around and i'm going up to this cadaver and i just have this crazy thought and crazy hallucination of this cadaver just like coming to life and going nuts and like moving and stuff and i'm just looking at this this dead body and i'm just like tricked out i I start going like I have really bad anxiety and I just I remember just crouching down under the table of the cadaver lab and just like thinking okay during the test and I was like I cannot do this right now I cannot do this and I had like a couple more IDs I had to get through and I was like all right just write down something on the paper just sit down and breathe and breathe and it was just it was really bad and um that's the day I knew I was like crap I, I gotta go see a doctor and so I had a, a quick meeting with a physician and uh, he helped me out tremendously. So have you ever had periods of insomnia like that? Anything similar to that before? I've had times, I mean, I feel that I've had times where I haven't slept, yeah. Not long periods like that, maybe two to three days every once in a while. Uh-huh. But I had never had something that I needed to use my brain for before. Okay. You know, like I've had insomnia and I haven't slept for a couple of days. But what about the hallucination parts? I've had a, a little bit of that, but really? not as severe as I had it on okay. my day four. So like okay. I remember when I was in the military, we were on uh, during training. I haven't hadn't slept for like two or three days. I remember we were just walking. I was holding my gun and I was like, I forgot totally where I was. Like, uh-huh. I'd, like I couldn't feel my body. It was like just pure fatigue and not sleeping. I've had times like that, and yeah. everybody in the militaries have time had times like that. But I haven't ever been so mentally fatigued and such bad anxiety on top of that. And yeah. So, yeah, that's the first time I've experienced something at that level. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was dealing with my really bad insomnia, I would have like sort of 
auditory hallucinations. I never really saw anything. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to say. It's like a chicken or anything. Was my hallucinations, auditory hallucinations related to my insomnia? Or was that maybe a psychotic episode of my bipolar disorder or yeah. maybe both? Yeah, exactly. But it was very, I remember, you know, I would have even like suicidal like conversations like, oh, you know, you should, cause I was getting so frustrated with my insomnia. Like in your own head, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was doing the same calculation thing like, okay, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get five hours. And I just like, so when you said that, I was like, oh God, yeah. I know that. That feel like all too well. It's a, it's a horrible cycle. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Maybe we can talk like, so. Like for people that have insomnia and have it chronically, they it's that cycle of thoughts. It's it's really just in your head that you are getting anxiety because you're not getting sleep, which builds on itself that you're not getting sleep, so you have more anxiety on top of it. So it just continues to beget just more and more anxiety, mm-hmm. and that just continues to activate your sympathetic nervous system. Can't fall asleep during that time. Yeah. So. Well, so let's kind of continue with the story here. And just so listeners kind of really understand where you're coming from, I've had a lot of test-induced anxiety. My anxiety comes more from, my God, I hope I just pass. You know, because I'm one of those students that's like barely above the passing line every (laughs) fucking course. And it's just like I'm used to it at this point, but it's, you know, it's whatever. And you're on kind of the opposite end of that spectrum, Mm -hmm. you know, high-level student, honors-level student, you know, just killing it, doing a great job. So... What was your anxiety necessarily around? Because it wasn't around necessarily passing, because you probably could easily pass. Yeah. But was it that you weren't going to per- perform at the level that you were used to? Yeah, yeah. Before that point, I had done amazing on every exam, and I felt really good about myself throughout that year. And I, I've always been a person that I study a, very, a large amount of time. I don't go to sleep till like one or two, and I study very late. And that, that may have contributed to the um, insomnia, staying up late studying, but I I tried to stop studying at a certain point when I was getting that attack. But with that, I studied so much that I had time to study, and I felt that I could perform how I wanted to with the time that I had. Mm-hmm. And with that, with eight exams back to back every day, I just felt that I didn't have the time to study how I normally did, and mm. I did not think I would perform at the level that I normally did. And was so, your caffeine consumption different than normal at the, that time? Actually, I stopped uh, day really? two. I stopped. I tr- I tried to. I was like, okay, if I I need to get some sleep, I need to stop drinking caffeine. And so I stopped drinking caffeine day two and I just, nothing. And, Didn't work. Yeah. Huh. And I just kept on trying to eat healthy each day. And I was exercising like crazy by day three or four, trying to tire myself out. And yeah. So here we're at this part of the story where like, you know, you probably got the shit scared out of you when you had that auditory hallucination with the cadaver, like talking to you or moving. That must have been yeah. absolutely freaky. I can't even imagine. Um, and so then before you talked to me, you went to a primary care doctor? Yes. Yeah. I went to a primary care doctor here in okay. Yakima and he, uh, prescribed me, uh, benzodiazepine to fall asleep. Okay. And it really helped with the anxiety. And I just, I went to sleep that night. I slept 12 hours that night. And then yeah. we had an exam the next day. I didn't study for it. I did ba- very poorly on it, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I, I said, I, okay, I need to get sleep. This is really bad. This yeah. is, I'm hallucinating. I'm having crazy thoughts. This is just, I got to try to yeah. minimize that. Yeah. And then, so at what point do you remember that you called me? I think I called you that next day. It was either the Friday or Saturday. We tried to talk okay. that weekend. 
And <clears throat> it was the weekend where I tried to recoup myself. And I'm, we had a big week the, the following week. Yeah, we were like in the midst of hell weeks. Yeah. yeah, and we still had another one to go. And I was like, crap, now i got to study for this and this exam and this exam. And <clears throat> I remember I just called you up and I asked you, you know, like, what's going on? Like, you've had this before. What do, you, what do we do? Like, how did you do? How did you combat it last time? What What's the way to do this? Because I didn't want to keep on taking the drugs to fall asleep, I know, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to become dependent on them. So, and then you gave me a just amazing tip, and the best first tip you gave me was you said that this is not going to go away. This is never going to go away. It's going to come back, and the only way you're going to help with this is if you realize that this isn't going to go away, and you're going to have to make drastic changes. And I said, okay, well, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to have to do now. So I definitely did a lot of drastic changes, and that next week I slept just fine, no drugs, nothing. Okay. So what what were those drastic changes that you <clears throat> so, made, or what? I don't even really remember exactly what I suggested, you, but I definitely remember saying that. Like exercise was the number okay. one for you. You when you had your attacks, you talked about your exercising and being outside. The fresh air really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, diet and. Uh, just having normal thoughts i was met starting to meditate and uh, keep my anxiety level down and just not think about it every day or each moment of the day just so that it wouldn't build up on itself yeah so it, it was really hard to establish those things like eating healthy along with studying 12 hours a day you know setting yourself up exercising so, so much that you tire yourself out at night so you fall asleep mental doing meditation to just help with your anxiety like i had to implement those things every day in order to fall asleep it wasn't just like one thing changed yeah and i was like oh now i can sleep it was there was many things that had to change in order for me to yeah find a good sleep schedule yeah and i i so well i think we should kind of go down and like break down each one of those almost individually real quick yeah but i i liked kind of having the goal i'm glad that it kind of really stuck with you of like you know, you're probably always going to have some level of insomnia issues throughout your entire life. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's going to kind of wax and wean, but it's just, it's, I remember I had like a, and I've said this a bunch on the podcast, I had a pivotal conversation with my therapist because I was just pissed about my anxiety and I was like, well, when is this going to go away? And he was just like, never. You know, you're going to get better at controlling it, but it's always going to, it's always going to be there. So let's first talk about exercise. So really what I think the best, I, I when I really start to feel anxious, when I start to notice some of my insomnia traits. I I realized that I have to, my favorite thing is to like do weightlifting and like heavy duty, like big muscle weightlifting, like squat, deadlift, bench, like, you know, not bicep curls, like something where you work a bunch of muscle groups mm-hmm. and really like absolutely fatigue yourself out. So that's what I kind of feel is the biggest benefit of or biggest combat towards my insomnia. But then I think you also have to be really smart about what time of day you exercise. Because me and you got to know each other through basketball. And like basketball, I mean, that was really my favorite, favorite part of exercising and favorite way I think that I got to know a lot of my classmates. But we would play basketball Tuesday, Thursday nights from 8 to 10 at night. And on every one of those Tuesday and Thursday nights, I didn't sleep well. Yeah, exactly. Same here. And then like, so I think... You know, especially if you're dealing with insomnia, you have to make an effort to try to exercise earlier in the day. Yeah. Because if you're going to, you know, Planet Fitness or whatever at 9, 10 at night, I think it's almost going to have a detrimental effect yeah. on your sleep. 
So do you remember what kind of exercise routines worked best for you? Remember, it was this time last year. It was, it was really cold outside, but we okay. decided to go on a run that weekend. Oh, and you said, yeah, right. come out to the run. And he's like, you were like, come out and me, you, and another friend. We went Travis, on a run. Travis, yeah. Right? And, and I remember it was it was great because like you and Travis ran together and I was behind like <laughs> <laughs> my fat ass is just like running like you guys go like I'll be fine I'll be fine I'll, I'll see you later but yeah I do remember that that was awesome right by the river yeah that was a beautiful run and it, I just remember being outside uh, talking to you guys running the course and just you know getting good exercise in and I slept like a baby that night yeah and that really helped me it was running outside. I, I've always ran in the past. I used to run cross country in the military. I ran a lot. So running is really kind of a core to my exercise. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Exercising by kicking your own butt with like weights and really just breaking down your muscle will make you more tired mostly than yeah. a cardio exercise because yeah. your, your body needs to repair. So in repair, you need to sleep. So I really believe, yeah. Well, and if, like, I always find if my body is fatigued, my mind is almost too fatigued to be anxious. Exactly, yeah. And so I don't, maybe my mind doesn't have the energy. And I guess it's not a perfect system. It doesn't always work. But, and then I think there's also a component of that. I mean, I know your wife was always there for you to support you through this, you know, insomnia and anxious process. But I wonder if also the act of simply just talking to me, talking to Travis, and starting to, like, open up about what you were going through also help alleviate some of these you know, symptoms that you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. With with you and Travis, I actually felt like I connected more than my wife because me and my wife are both in medical school and we were both going through that same week together. We're both in the same year, but each night she had fallen asleep a couple hours before me and I would just look at her and I say, How is she asleep? And I am not right now. Wake up. Yeah, I know. Get up. Help me. me. <laughs> and it kind of brought me more anxiety and I, I didn't want to take her down with me. Yeah. And I and I kind of tried to take it on my own and I didn't try to burden that with her having a bunch of anxiety with all the exams and stuff. But she dealt with it just fine and I'm mm-hmm. sitting here like, I'm going crazy right now. I can't sleep. Like, why is she sleeping? I can't. Why can't? Yeah. And so back, you know, it, it really helped to talk to somebody outside of my marriage. Yeah. Know? So... So what was kind of, after exercise, and really, I guess, socializing, what was the next real thing that you did that you noticed benefits towards your anxiety and insomnia? With that, I would say the exercise was number one, but I also did diet change. Diet change really helped me. I stopped eating, like, chocolates and cheeses and things that really boosted the sympathetic. Yes, Yeah, all the awesome things. That sounds terrible. How did you do that? I cut my caffeine down tremendously, one cup a day. Okay. And then I started just eating more vegetables and fruits and okay. stuff like that throughout that period. And it really just helped my energy level. Just It also helped with just like positive thinking. Okay. Like I, I wasn't like lethargic after a meal. And like I was like, all right, I feel fine, you know. And it really helped me, you know, think clearly after that and kept me from going into that anxiety. Am I going to sleep tonight? Because throughout the whole day, I would just think about it. Am I going to sleep? Am mm-hmm. I going to sleep? Am I going to fall asleep tonight? I can't think right now. Well, yeah. I need to sleep. Well, can I fall asleep? Can I fall? You know? Yeah. And so it would just cycle throughout my head all day long and I wouldn't, I wouldn't get anything done. So I know. I remember when I was dealing with my insomnia, like I just felt all, all I could think about was sleep. Like while I was sleeping, I'd be like, man, I wish I could fall asleep right now. I wish I could fall asleep right now. And then 
I kind of, I never went through nights where I would get really zero. I was probably getting maybe like one to two to three hours every night. So I'd get very minimal, but some. But then the whole next day, I would just worry like, okay, hope I sleep tonight. Hope I sleep tonight. And it was just terrible. And what I was really doing was using alcohol to sort of alleviate and get myself to sleep. I guess, yeah, I didn't touch on that either. I tried that the uh-huh. the first couple of nights I was trying to... So, like, the second night I couldn't fall asleep, I started taking uh, uh, histamines and okay. I tried to fall asleep on that. I couldn't sleep on it. And I had passed medication for sleeping, but it didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. And then the third night came around and I had drank probably five or six beers that night and maybe slept 30 minutes. Yeah, I woke damn. up and I was just... The next day I was so groggy. And then that was like the, the worst day of falling. And so it just, I tried to use other substances to help me sleep, knowing that it wasn't going to give me a good night's sleep, but try to fall asleep and it still didn't work. And that's when I decided, you know, I've tried drastic measures now. I need to see a physician. Yeah. I need to figure out what's going on here. This is really bad. Okay. And then, so you also mentioned <clears throat> meditation. Yeah. Was really, so, you know, prior to this, this episode of anxiety and stuff, were you someone who meditated at all or is this something you really did? I, I have done it in the past. My wife, uh, okay. she does yoga and she meditates and does a lot of these uh, things to really help with her own mental health. And I, I've tried it in the past, but I've never used it on a day-to-day basis. Okay. And um, when I had went into that attack in the following week coming up, I really used it to calm myself throughout the day. Do you remember what you used exactly? Like is videos it, or? It was a guided meditation on okay. YouTube. I listened to the same one, and it just... Do you remember what one it was? Uh, I don't remember. I just type in guided meditation, and it okay. was right there is the first one. And it, by listening to the same one, it helped me just easily go right into the, the calmness and And did you the listen serenity. before you went to bed? Was this like a sleeping Yeah, I did. Bed? And oh, it, okay. it, so it was pretty much like, yeah, I, I listened right before bed because it really said, okay, let's stop thinking about sleep, and let's just calm our minds. And yeah. Just try to fall asleep with a calm mind versus going going to lay in bed and just thinking about it. Yeah. Because I, I haven't used meditation as much for sleep necessarily, but I really use it for anxiety. Like yeah. when I, I at least remember like during hell week or during certain times of the day where I'm just like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I just turn into like scatterbrain and I can't think about anything because I'm just racing, 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 racing. I find in those moments, if I can just find five or 10 minutes and just do a meditation right then. That's when I can kind of like refocus my energy. And that's at least how I alleviate my anxiety. And especially, I think, for students who are dealing with crazy curriculums right now, that's really one of the best things. Really, yeah, I know. And and I started to realize with the meditation that... And I know a lot of people have like this weird idea of meditation, like, uh, you know, trying to go into, you know, some serenity or some, yeah. you know, state of mind. It, it really is more so calming your own mind and keeping yourself from thinking too much about something, allowing the anxiety just to build on itself and stopping like a neural pathway that's just going to allow for more and more anxiety because that's yeah. what your brain does. It just like, it just, it, once it starts to do something, it's just going to continue to do that at a better rate. Yeah. And that's why the anxiety just builds up and builds up on itself. So if you can slow it down and stop it, meditation works very well. And I found that not only throughout the day did meditation help, but to not think about the 
sleep. Whenever I said, oh, now I'm thinking about sleep, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about sleep. Stop thinking, you know, I would stop myself when I was doing and I would say, okay, you're thinking about sleep too much. Stop yourself because it's just going to continue to build itself up. But so how would you stop though? Would you then try to focus on something else or is that when you then implement a meditation? Actually, I started to say a couple of sentences to myself. Some mantras. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I would say, okay, well, now I'm thinking about sleep too much. I'm thinking about sleep. Okay. Well, what's going to happen? You know? Uh, I'm not going to fall asleep and this I'm going to do this on the exam and stuff like that. And I would have those thoughts. From there, I would use what you taught me at first. Is this going to affect me 10 minutes from now? Oh, yeah, the multiple Is system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to affect me an hour from now? What about two days, two years? And it really helped me put in perspective as an old man sitting on a porch. This is such a dumb thing to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was such a stupid kid looking yeah. at something that meant nothing to what my future is right now, having anxiety and all that. And then also I would say to myself, I am making this up in my own head. Uh-huh. I am making this anxiety up in my own head. And this is me making it worse by saying this. By allowing myself to continuously think about sleep, I am building it up in myself. So I am contributing to this own disease i am making this disease up in my own head yeah and i said i can only fix this if i think about it differently if Mm -hmm. i don't allow it to become that yeah so i I started to realize that i am the person that is making this up there's no physiological there is a Uh physiological response but i am the person that is allowing this to happen i'm continuously it's not like i get a wound and it bleeds that's because I cut myself and that's, it's bleeding because of that. This is because I am bringing anxiety on myself. Okay. And it is just continuously cycling. So okay. if I stop it and say, okay, you may do bad on the exam tomorrow. You may not do amazing. That's okay. Just do what you can and continue to think positively. Okay. And, I, and, and that really helped. And Good. just to realize that anxiety is coming out of your own state of mind it's it's something that you are making up in your own head to make it more drastic or make it you know just seem more important to you and if you allow it to not continuously cycle like that it really helps okay cool and you also mentioned earlier your previous study schedule where, you know, hardcore, you were going to 1, 2 in the morning just about every night. Mm-hmm. Did you make changes to your normal study schedule or are you like still sort of doing that? I did. I did. I uh, So I was studying 1 to 2 every night. I would get like, you know, 5, 6 hours of sleep. Yeah. And I thought that was okay, but I started to realize... Probably because of the military, maybe you're used to like yeah. that crazy like 4 or 5 hours of yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah. So like it really has never affected me in the past, but I started to realize... When I would try to stay up to one to two to study, well, I'd have to go lay down for 20, 30 minutes, watch a show and try to fall asleep. And then I'd be up for another 20, 30 minutes trying to fall asleep yeah. without the show. So it, so making a schedule earlier to fall asleep. So I stopped studying at 11 okay. and I stopped studying and I would read something that was just like very boring and kind of just got my mind off of what was going on. And by reading it, it just kind of shut my brain off. And yeah. so by 11, I started reading something. I get tired. I would use the meditation right before the reading. And then I would just go to bed. And I would just continuously have positive thoughts when I was in bed. I would say, okay, 
Don't think about not falling asleep. Don't look at the clock. This is all in your head. You are making up that you cannot go to sleep. You can fall asleep and nothing is wrong. And I would just continuously think those things and eventually I just fall right to sleep. Yeah. Because I remember I last year, I never had really super long bouts with insomnia. But the night before a test, I always had insomnia. And it was really frustrating because... You know, I'm a struggling student. Really, my my anxiety was like, my God, am I going to pass anatomy? Am I going to pass sci-fi? It was terrible. I still have that <laughs> anxiety. But at least I figured out ways that I can sort of deal with it. And so I kind of did something very similar. I remember I was my good friend, Josh Stanfield. You know, he sits right by us. Because yeah. I was complaining to him. And he, he's like, I was like, what do you do, man? He goes, you know what, man? About an hour before I go to sleep, I have to forget that I'm studying to be a doctor. And I have to turn my brain into mush, turn my brain into something stupid. He's like, I watch two episodes of Family Guy and I go to bed. And so I really implemented that. I don't, I don't necessarily watch Family Guy, but I used to, the night before a test, I used to always study, always probably until about midnight or one o'clock. And then I'd wake up at 7 a.m. and have our test at eight. But same thing, like I wouldn't be able to fall asleep until like, you know, two, sometimes three, like, and I would only get four hours of sleep the night before a test. And I'd, you know, obviously not perform very well. And so what I do now is I stop, same thing, everything at 11 the night before a test. And I just kind of go into idiot mode. And I'll watch, like, I don't know, I'm a big Seinfeld guy, so I'll watch Seinfeld or just any other show that just totally will distract myself from school. Because I just feel like so much of our mind and our efforts right now is always occupied on school and memorizing and just, like, forgetting that there's a life outside of med school. Sometimes is a big challenge for me. So do you also... Um, are you really good about like not using your iPad or computer in your bedroom or? Yeah, I definitely stop using any okay. light sources in the bedroom during that time. I do now. I kind of just yeah. fall asleep with the show on. It kind of helps if I'm not no big exam the next day. But during, yeah, trying to, if you're having a, an attack and you really need to set a good schedule for yourself, take all light sources out of it. Mm-hmm. Any blue light is just going to keep you up going to activate your uh, cortisol levels and just continuously keep you up so try to try to eliminate the light sources definitely no phones no ipads nothing if you are going to watch a show before you fall asleep just watch it out in the living room or yeah. on a on your small phone on something very small that doesn't emit much light and keep uh, the the app on it the night mode just yeah. takes the blue light out and what I kind of do is I, I try to at least watch shows in the living room. I'm not perfect on it. I think you know, no one our age really is. But one thing, and obviously I'm a big podcast consumer. I love podcasts. So one thing I like is I throw on like Joe Rogan or something funny that's not, you know, sometimes can be thought provoking, but sometimes it's just goofy and funny yeah. and stupid. And so I sometimes like listening to that stuff like right before I yeah. go to bed, just because it, it just puts my mind in another place. But I think, you know, for students listening or really anyone, I guess, who has a big event that they have to do tomorrow like don't prepare all the way up until the moment that you need to go to sleep like budget an yeah. hour of like decompression time yes absolutely. or you know go shower go to get yourself ready for bed and just like give yourself that idiot time to like go watch television for me like play with my cats talk to my wife all that stuff because i test induced anxiety is i think very real and something that i would say probably Everyone in our class. Oh, yeah, everybody, yeah. And uh, deals with. So I've noticed big changes in you, mm-hmm. how you just view your attitude towards school first year to second year. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say are, like, the big differences in, in how you approach school and, like, your drive towards school 
and like just like your mental health status this year compared to last year? This year, I made a drastic change to keep myself healthy. It's a marathon. If you don't get yeah. to the end, if you in a marathon, if you run way too much and injure yourself, well, now you're not even going to run the marathon. Mm -hmm. And that was the goal of the first time. The first goal should be to get to the marathon and then do the marathon. Here, it's same thing. You need to really work on your mental health for the end goal being boards, you know, mm -hmm. boards studying and then third and fourth year and then residency. So it's a, it's a marathon and you really need to implement yourself a good mental health check and uh, schedule just to keep yourself very well and healthy because in the end, that's what matters more because you won't get to third and fourth year if you don't implement these things. And have you noticed, so have you been studying less essentially? I have, yeah. I've cut myself off okay. quite a bit. Have your grades dipped? Uh, a little bit, but okay. but not much, you know? Okay. It really, I think for the benefit of mental health, it really has. It, okay. It's set myself at a new level where I'm not going to have an attack like that again. Yeah. I'm not going to... Well, you might. And it, but this time you'll be better prepared. Yeah, yes. I would, yeah. Not like... Okay, I will, I will have an attack, but I yeah. won't have the severity of that because yeah. I've had... Yeah, I've know implemented things, yeah, and I put things in to help myself. And yeah, I, I've studied a, a little bit less. You know, I've taken time off. I've really just tried to keep things uh, under wraps and handle it before... It becomes this huge monster. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I kind of have taken, you know, I, if my grades got any worse, I literally would fail out of med school. So, so I, I've definitely been studying a little bit less, but not really, but I'm much better at just like budgeting myself. And instead of trying to like go ham the night before a test and go ham like the week of a test, I just try to better prepare myself over the long term and like, just so then, because what would happen to me last year, I'd go crazy. And then the next day I would try to study and I would just be so burned out, so over it that I would have to take a full day to decompress. So now I really just like, I put the major, all my major quizzes like on a big uh, calendar. And I just kind of prep myself for those quizzes, but I try to budget myself out like two or three days out ahead of time. And just like almost, I got a lot better with also planning time with my wife. Yeah. Like, you know, this, we just took a test this morning. You know, yeah. cheers again that we we're over that stupid crap yeah. <laughs> and moving on to the next one. But like this weekend, I have been telling my wife for weeks now, like, okay, this weekend I can hang out. Like I can be cool. I don't have a big test coming up. So like, let's hang out. But I still plan on studying like a little bit on Friday, hopefully getting a little bit in on Saturday and Sunday. But, and then I, I just really be honest with her. Like, okay, I have another test though in two weeks. So the weekend following this, like we're not going to really be able to socialize as much as we both want to. So I've gotten a lot better with budgeting kind of myself that way yeah definitely yeah and i think it's appropriate that we did this podcast right after an exam to show you you know we just took an exam we, we slept you know fine last night mm -hmm. and i'm sure we both passed at the level that we wanted yeah. to so it really goes to show like implementing those things and putting that into order really will help you in the long term yeah and, well yeah. let's okay so let's then end on this note let's go over my routine last night, I was actually, I find with my studying, like, I don't do great necessarily anymore past about 9 p.m. Like, mm. I just get out of energy and, like, I'll kind of go through the motions of, like, studying stuff, but I feel I'm not really getting anything out of it. So what I did last night is I just recognized that I was tired. 
And in the past, you know, I'd be really embarrassed by that. And I'd just, you know, have some coffee at 9 p.m., push through, go hard. You know, I want to say that I studied until midnight for this test, blah, blah, blah. But last night, I just sort of recognized my body. And I was like, ah, screw it. Like, I'm going to go watch. I'm watching The Americans right now. Have you seen that show? No, Dude, you need to check it out. All it's right. so badass. It's like yeah. about these Russian spies and their sex and, like, spies. And the, does it get any better than that? It's just awesome. <laughs> so I watched an episode of that in my living room. And then I moved to my bedroom where I tried not to turn on any lights. I didn't have my phone. I set my alarm and everything prior to that. And so I just was like, you know what? Because I'm going to bed early, I'm going to wake up at 5.30. I reviewed a little bit of notes before I came in. I made myself like a really big breakfast. Mm -hmm. And in the past, like I would kind of try to sleep as late as I could up until the test and just roll out of bed and go take it. Yeah. Just because previously I'd be, you know, all the way studying late into the night and then I normally wouldn't sleep so well. So I'd want to sleep as late as I could. So I just felt so much better prepared for this morning. I felt like I, it was a long test. It was like two hours and 20 minutes or something. Yeah. But I felt like I, I had a good time. I didn't run out of time on this test and I did get a score that was able to, I think I passed. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I definitely passed the course. I got enough points to pass this damn course. So I am thrilled. I am happy. And then we're going to go out. All, all of us friends are going out to lunch this afternoon. I'm looking forward Get to that. Get some beers. So uh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> Just kidding. So what did your last night routine look like prior to this test? And maybe any first-year students or any mm. pre-med students or maybe anyone who's listening who has just a big thing going on tomorrow can sort of emulate. So what did your last night look like? So I... I had done the bulk of my studying before. Two weeks prior, I've just really hammered it. So I knew going into this that I would do just fine. And uh, so that really helped. And last night, I I didn't stay up late. It was was like 10.30, I started studying a little bit more. And then 11.15, 11.30 came around. I said, all right, that's good. Okay. Went in, uh, watched a show. What did you watch? I was watching Friends last night. Nice. It's a, nice. It's a quick what yeah. season. What I think I was on season three last. Yeah. Oh, oldie. season three. Yeah. It's, it's, I like those ones. And what so, happened in the episode? You don't even remember? Yeah, I just kind of, I don't really guy. watch I it. Know. Now. I don't really watch it now. I just kind of listen to you. The just jokes. watch for Rachel. Yeah, it, it, it's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Rachel. I hope Magdalena's not listening. It's fine. She is. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but it decompresses everything, and it keeps me from going through my own head. Like, oh, what's the five Q minus syndrome? What do I yeah, treat yeah. it with? And it keeps you from like if you study if anybody studies a lot and. You stop studying, your mind just is trying to, uh, trying to make sense of everything you just studied. So it's just going around in circles saying, okay, what's that 5Q minus syndrome? What is yeah. that, uh, treatment for multiple myeloma? Yeah, what is this? What is it? And so like by watching something and decompressing, it really just allows you to not do that. Yeah. And so with that, I did that last night. How early and- did you wake up this morning? Oh, I exercised before that too. I, at five o'clock, I you woke went up on at a five a.m. No, no, no. Sorry, not five a.m. Oh, yesterday, five p.m. Fi- oh, 5 oh, okay, PM yesterday, okay, okay. I did a five mile run, knowing okay. that it would help me fall asleep. And so I did a five mile run, and then I came back, studied until yeah. eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, and then watched the show. Fell asleep probably around twelve slept fifteen, well twelve thirty. Yep, yeah. perfect. And then I actually slept until about 10 minutes before the exam. So I just allowed yeah. myself to sleep as much as I, I wanted. So you don't I, have a drive to campus. I yeah, I don't. I, I can walk five minutes to campus. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really matter. What about, did you eat breakfast before? Uh, no, I normally don't eat breakfast. Okay. So it doesn't affect me. Do you me. have a caffeine before the test? Yeah. So okay. I, I definitely got a cup of coffee before the exam. And uh-huh. it, it helps. I mean, got to wake up a little bit for those exams, right? 
And yeah, I feel just fine right now. And you rocked you know? it. Yeah, and normally I would be, well, last year this time, I'd be super tired. And, yeah. And I'd Burned be exhausted. Out, probably already drunk. This whole day would yeah. have been ruined. And look, if I ruined this day, you know, I could have spent studying for boards or something like that, you know? Yeah. So that's that's the key to the long longevity of this. Well, I think that's a good way to end it, man. Well, excellent job. Mm-hmm. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.